Good morning, London. Saturdays, 10 a.m., MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm your host, Ron Young, and today I'm joined by not one of my fitness team members, but one of my management team members, Lauren Kielstra. Lauren, you're doing well today? I'm great. Thanks, Ron. Thanks for coming in on a Saturday. I know uh, you probably have a couple other things you want to be doing around the house. <laughs> That's okay. This is great. Yeah, it's fun to fun to be on here and chat. Uh as, as I always talk about opening up the show, you know, MedPoint has a lot of exciting stuff happening and you know what, this week is, uh, is par for the course, I'd say. Um, Lauren, we've started this thing in these med tweets. We should talk a little bit about that because it's really a social media initiative because there's so much negativity, so much gossip, garbage, blah, blah, uh, polluting social media streams. Uh, news streams, um, everything else. But we thought, you know what, let's give a real positive spin on things and we will report on the good that's been happening at MedPoint through the week and and health success stories. That's right. Which is really cool. So we get these, uh, if if you're not following us on Twitter, it's MedPoint Health. Um, I think that's the at Twitter handle. And uh, you can go on and see some of the tweets. Uh, you know, we've discovered cancers. We've uh, helped people reach their fitness potential. We've had good results with certain testing that we've done. Of course, we always leave this uh, confidential. So if you are a patient, don't worry. Your name and uh, health information is protected. But just good success stories that we've had in the past week uh, that we feel should be celebrated. Right. That's right. Yep. It's stuff that uh, you know you don't often think about that's happening because you know, like I said, it is kind of polluted and bogged down with celebrity stuff and everything like that on the social media uh, streams. But tune in on there and check it out. I think you'll like it. Yeah, it's just nice to see something like a good news post pop up. Yeah, makes you feel like someone's out there to help you if needed, and that you know good things are happening as well. It's not always bad news. Yeah, so follow us on social media. Heck, if you're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, we're on there. Check us out. Just search for MedPoint Healthcare Center. You can tune in, subscribe to our uh, feeds, and get all the latest in uh, health news and, of course, those med tweets. And if you want to spread the good news and cheer. Forward it on, right? Uh, Reply, ask us questions, comments. We love taking those and then fielding those questions. Uh, The other thing that I wanted to talk about, Lauren, and this is one thing that you've really helped to develop is MedPoint in Tilsonburg. Because our listeners and in in the surrounding area uh, involves Tilsonburg, Ingersoll, um, uh, Culloden, you know, all these small towns that can really benefit from the clinic there. Uh, Lauren, just speak for a minute about maybe some of the specialists that uh, people can have their doctors refer to. That's right. So we have internal medicine, physiatry, gynecology, and there are going to be more specialists shortly, um, as well as the gym there. So it's a great opportunity for, like Ron said, Tilsonburg, Woodstock, that surrounding area, um, because there's not a lot out there. So we're trying to help that area and... Um, feel free to give us a call if you have questions about that, but we can definitely get you set up with an appointment yeah. there if needed. So even, even Londoners and stuff, right? Like if that's you, right. It, it's really not that far. Yeah. Cause if you're, if you're on a wait list for a certain exactly. specialist, perhaps yeah. you could get a referral to one of ours. So yeah. we'd be happy to 
help with that and assist you with your healthcare needs as always. Yep. And um, check that out. Go on our website, medpoint.ca. I always say this. There's something for everybody. We got a kids program. We have uh, senior care style of programs. We have wellness retreats. We got everything. Yep. Lauren, I wanted to chat with you about this article. And I actually spoke about this on The Needle Show this week. And I thought that it was kind of really intriguing because I don't think about this when I go to the park. But there was a CTV news article that came out. And it was asking, do riskier playgrounds make children more resilient? And this was kind of a question that I thought was, you know, I I just never really knew how to answer it. Yeah. Because growing up, I mean, we can attest to what we had. Uh, you know, the old wooden play structures, the rickety rusty bolts there that held the swings together. And um, surely... A, Visit to the playground resulted in at least a scrape on the knee. Yeah. (laughs) Nowadays, do you think we're kind of coddling children a little bit too much, kind of catering to to the safety thing? Because you go to Springbank Park and the the playground uh, floor, if I can call it that, is -hmm. is rubber and bouncy. Yeah, I think we're putting them in a bit of a bubble for sure. I don't know. I didn't go to a lot of playgrounds when I was a kid. It was more like play with what you have, you know, climb the trees, sandbox, that type of thing. Um, When we talked about your history, like you grew up on kind of a farmland. Farmland area. So, you know, there was definitely lots of danger. (laughs) And I would say as a child, I kind of grew up to know what was dangerous and what to stay away from. So, you know... (laughs) Right now, if maybe a kid who's not used to those dangers was placed on a farm, mm-hmm. could get in big trouble. Right. Um, so that's, I think, kind of the scary part is, are we overprotecting them? Right. Just kind of Probably. like ch- child awareness almost, like what to look out yeah. for. You know, it's it's not always as obvious as, look, there's a, a open wire on the ground yeah. over there or something like that. But it's more of... Um, looking at the playground structure overall and just making sure that they know what to be careful for. If there's yeah. any glaring dangers, point those out to them. But I think it can be expected that kids, you know, will likely take a bump or a bruise here or there. Mm-hmm. And um, perhaps we are, um, you know, overprotecting them. Mm-hmm. Now, in today's society, though, Lauren, to be fair, I guess, a lot of people are concerned with concussions. And yeah. I know that... The playground, if if kids are falling and stuff like that, that's one thing that you really got to be careful of. Yeah. I looked at some of these stats because whenever I get these news articles, I like to break down the stats to see where it stands. And uh, hospitals actually, so if you consider America is 325 million people, uh, hospitals in America treated 200,000 kids for playground injuries uh last year, I believe it was, and about 75% of those injuries were actually from home playground structures. Hmm. So perhaps being too careless at home. Yeah. Um, a few of those injuries, I think it was around 150, re- actually resulted in death. Wow. So strangulation, maybe you're not thinking about that, yeah. but the chains on the swing or the rope on the swing. Yeah. Uh, and then there was also the falling head trauma, internal bleeding Mm -hmm. for, I think there was about 50 kids. So, I mean, small sample size, 50 out of 325 million. It doesn't come along very often. And you certainly hope that you're not the minority in that situation. Yeah. 
but uh, you know, I, I don't think that they can do any harm by upgrading the equipment. But certainly, yeah, I think kids are losing a bit of their abrasiveness and mm-hmm. a bit of their ruggedness because, yeah, we are kind of catering more to, oh, be more gentle, be more, mm-hmm. um, you know, care, uh, caring, I guess. I but, know. Ron, you have kids. I, have I don't. Kids. So I feel like probably you have more of a, you have the responsibility to protect your kids. Yeah. So you have a better understanding of maybe you do want all the playgrounds to be super safe and yeah. bubble child because you have to look out for your own family, right? That's true. And yes, from that point of view, Lauren, when you put the paternal kind of instincts behind it, 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 it does change the situation quite a bit. Like I can, yeah, I can come on radio here and I can say, yeah, we're probably overprotecting children. And then I go to the park and I probably overprotect keep them <laughs> from harm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm also very much, you know what, get up and shake it off. So yep. as much as I hate seeing my kids hurt, I try and not make a big deal of it. And I know that they cry a lot less when I kind of just true. push them to. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than, you know, they bang their elbow or something like that. And you can see the tears starting to well up. (laughs) And you're like, you know what? It's okay. And you start, you know, kind of rub the area and kind of kiss it better and say, okay, now now back to playing. Come on. Because if you take that moment and you put more focus on it. and and Make it more dramatic. Bring more attention, more parental attention, like more parents are watching. It can be embarrassing for the kid, Mm -hmm. right? Because they feel like, oh, why did I slip up and my brother didn't? Yeah. And that's the life with twins, I guess, but (laughs) uh, always the comparisons. Anyways, uh, yeah, good article. I mean, I don't think that there's a right or a wrong answer. I think that society and and, uh, the city of London and all the cities and surrounding towns are going to eventually upgrade to safer play areas. But uh, does it mean that we necessarily lose some of the uh, old-fashioned cuts and scrapes and stuff that we used to get when we were kids? And I love saying that because I was a kid, you know, 25 years ago. (laughs) People listening to the show right now are like, Ron, you had no idea what we had to play with, uh, you know, back in the 60s, 70s. So. You know, to each their own. Society's changing. I'm sure the the people who grew up in the 70s and 80s, you know, you guys didn't have cell phones and social media distractions, but say la vie, right? Uh, we got to take a quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back on the show, we're going to be talking about concussions. The Ontario legislation passed a new law that makes people more aware, coaches and uh, parents, when their children have had concussions. So, Great piece of uh, legislation coming down the pipe, and we're going to talk about it more when we return from this break. Yee, top of the morning to you there, Lauren. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it is St. Patrick's Day. How did we forget? It's too early. I guess we haven't seen the uh, students flocking down Richmond Road not dressed yet. in green. Yeah. Are you doing anything to celebrate St. Patrick's Day? No, I'm not. No. No. Just another day to... Just another day. Anybody over the age of, what, 25? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it, it is fun to, to dress up and, uh, you know, I think one year we we had like green pancakes or something like that. Okay. I can't remember, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just fun. I guess it's fun for a lot of people. Yeah. But anyway, at MedPoint, we want you to obviously reach your health potential. And Lauren, people always turn... What green this time of year? Beer. Beer. 
And beer is not MedPoint approved. No. We will say that. <laughs> uh, one way that you can have a good start to your day and still celebrate St. Patrick's Day is by making a green smoothie, a St. Patty's Day smoothie. And I have a recipe for everybody. If you're listening in the morning, you're just kind of getting out of bed, kind of getting the routine started. Uh, take note of these ingredients and blend them all together. So it's a couple cups of spinach. It's a cup of pineapple, a cup of green grapes, yep. one whole banana, and a cup of water and a cup of ice. Perfect. And Lauren, when we were on break, you were talking, we were talking about this and you said, throw in a bit of almond milk, which I love because yep. it'll just make it a little more creamy. Mm-hmm. Add some protein in there. Yeah. 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 Or maybe even like some vanilla whey, yeah, whey yeah. powder. Be great. So blend those all together and uh, celebrate St. Patty's Day the right way by staying healthy. Yes. By no hangover. <laughs> Be safe. <laughs> by no liver toxification there. Exactly. Um, Lauren, I wanted to just bring some awareness to this new um, law. It's called Rowan's Law, and it's designed to protect players and educate coaches because um, poor, uh, Rowan Stringer, unfortunately, uh, died due to injuries sustained while she was playing rugby. And, um, you know, a lot of people came together on this. There's been a lot of concussion research with Eric Lindros and, and lots of Canadian athletes who are really advocating for, uh, people to be cautious, be more educated. And, um, you know what, this legislation is being passed in Ontario and what it does is it helps to educate coaches and protect the athletes uh, from the dangers of uh, head injuries and stuff like that. So there's specific return to play guidelines. There's specific take them out of the sport guidelines. Um, you know, when you're on a sports team, you always want to be the hero. Yeah. So if you take a hit, you know what, I'm going to shrug it off and I'm going to get back in there and get a goal. But really what the danger is, is um, the acceleration of the head and the brain smacking against the inside of the skull, which yeah. sounds gross, but... It's just what happens, though. It is, yeah. So this is coming out, and obviously there's going to be a lot of people and, and teachers and, and coaches. This is going to affect people across the board, but in a good way, because it's going to help us to hopefully recognize and treat concussions better so that people... Uh, like poor Rowan, who succumbed to uh, her injuries, um, don't have to suffer the same fate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, my heart just breaks for, for their family. Um, but, you know, through this, hopefully some good is going to come about exactly. with this new law. Yeah. And, hey, Ontario, biggest province in the uh, country, as far as population goes. Yeah. I should <laughs> tread lightly there because yeah. I know there's a lot bigger provinces. But, um Territories, I should say. But if Ontario is passing this now, it's likely just a matter of time before the other provinces follow suit. Yeah. So good stuff. Um, if you want to read more about that, that's a global news article. Uh, basically talks about, um, you know, Eric Lindros called it the blueprint for this entire nation for uh, culture around concussions. So it is really cool to check that out and to make sure that if you are one of these people who look after kids in sport and hey, even adults, you know, we're not invincible. I know kids are a little more different because it's such a sensitive age as they grow and as they develop brain matter. 
But um, even adults, you know, make sure that you know the signs and symptoms of concussion and that you really take your time getting back to play. Lauren, Mm -hmm. when we were planning out this radio show, as we do weekly, spend many, many minutes, many (laughs) hours planning. No, we want good radio to talk about, right? Yes. Well, we have a pretty good article here and it's about smoke breaks. Yes. And it was saying that 42% of non-smokers want extra time off to make up for smokers' cigarette breaks. Now, I know what people are going to be thinking who smoke and who are listening right now. Oh, geez, Ron, here's more doom and gloom for us smokers. (laughs) I can understand and appreciate addiction from the standpoint that, yeah, it's tough to kick. It's, uh, you know, it's something that, they feel is necessary. It's become a part of them. It's in their habit. Mm -hmm. And I don't fault anybody for that. I mean, I know it's a bad habit, but, you know, to be respectful to smokers, we, you know, a lot of people do accommodate that. Yeah. In the workplace, they, they understand the difficulties, even if they're trying to quit or not. And they accommodate by allowing these smoke breaks. But in this article, it was saying 42% of non-smokers are saying, hey, where's our time off? Yeah. Lauren... How do we look at this news article? How do we break it down? Because there's always two sides to every story. That's right. Um, I'm all about being just. Anyone who knows me, I want to make sure it's fair is fair. Um, I can vouch for that, yes. I think it's fair. We need, or at least I think, if you've got someone who's spending, what does it say, six days a year altogether, not working but smoking, And then you have someone who maybe is an ex-smoker or has never smoked. They don't get that time off. Right. So, you know, if it didn't break any HR rules, I don't know if it does. But um, I'd be interested to know. Yeah. I think it'd be fair to say you get an extra break as well, even though you're not a smoker. Yeah. You don't want to throw the smoker, you know, under the bus just because they smoke because I'm sure they're struggling Mm. with that as well. Yeah. But what about the other side who doesn't smoke? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's hard like it's to say. And I it's more heavily weighted towards, um, look, I don't, maybe I'm naive to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not going in the right areas or whatever, but I feel like smoking is not as prevalent, obviously, because they've cut it out in restaurants and yep. hotels and stuff like that. Uh, you know, maybe I'm just not aware of how many people actually smoke nowadays. Yeah, I, I think, think it's coming down. It is coming down. I think there's definitely a lot of people who still have that habit. Yes. Um, and I think it's important too for workplaces to ensure they're giving, you know, information to the, those employees mm. about how to quit smoking and things like that. Um, I do think it's also important to give them that time for the smoke break, yeah. even though you may not agree with it. Because well, it's something they're struggling with. Yeah, and maybe just clock it at the end of the day as yeah. you stay for an extra 20 minutes or exactly. something Exactly. Like I think that. that would be more That would be closer fair. to, yeah, that'd be more realistic instead of uh, giving non-smokers additional breaks. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I would love that. Sure, heck, why not? But, um, you know, it, smoking seems to be this type of thing that really takes time. I mean, especially in Canada, Mm -hmm. between the months of October and, you know, March, well, we're in it right now, you know, you not only have to, okay, we're in the radio station right now, Lauren, Mm -hmm. Um, York and Wellington, or sorry, King and Wellington. 
we have to, I'm thinking of all the things that I'd have to do in order to get ready to go downstairs for a cigarette. Yep. So I'd have to get my coat, I'd have to find my smokes, I'd have to quit what I was doing, maybe tidy up the workstation. Uh, I go down, I got to go out the door to the elevator. Yeah. I got to wait for the elevator. I got to go down in the elevator. Then I got to walk down the long hallway there <laughs> and find a, sm- a spot, what is it, nine meters away from the door? Something like and that. And I know a lot of people don't go by those guidelines. Yeah. Um, and then I have to light up my smoke and actually have it. And what is that, like seven minutes? Yeah. For smoke? I'm not sure. I don't but. know. Yeah, you sound like the expert, you know. <laughs> um, but then, you know, rewind it. I yeah. got to bring it all back in now. I got to yeah. wait for the elevator. I got to walk through the doors. I Most gotta, likely wash your hands, yeah. maybe brush your teeth, depending exactly. on if your coworkers know if you smoke or not. So, yeah, I get that a smoke break's a smoke break, but when it comes down to time and what you're being paid for, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, maybe a smoke break is now 30 minutes. I yeah. don't know. Maybe it's 20. We're going to have to time time we'll somebody. Time somebody. <laughs> um, anyways, I know that there's a lot of argument back and forth and, and stuff like that, but, yeah, maybe the, the best solution is give the non-smokers a texting break or a social media break or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, or perhaps we all just work an eight-hour day like our parents did, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Condemned to the office and, yep. uh, you know, anchored to the desk. I don't know. Yep. Anyway, interesting topics. I wanted to bring them up on the radio show. I hope that you appreciate them at home. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. If you have feedback, email me, ron at medpoint.ca. Uh, maybe I'll expect to hear from a couple angry smokers. <laughs> uh, we'd love to get any feedback that you have. Uh, we try and make the show... Uh, relevant and and dealing with issues of today. Yeah. Right. If you want to check out more MedPoint services and have our professional expertise and guidance, check out medpoint.ca. If you want, you can call us 519-432-1919 and uh, you can book appointments for one of our clinics. Perhaps at the start of the show, like I was saying, you want a referral to Tilsonburg for some doctors there. Uh, We have lots of specialists in-house that that would be happy to look after you. And uh, also, member fitness, right? That's mm-hmm. that's my division. Hey, it's coming into spring. You need to get your butt in gear, start working out. <laughs> that's right. Start exercising and, and go for runs and stuff like that. What do you do in the spring for fitness, Lauren? Well, I'm working out five days a week now nice. with the MedPoint Group Fitness. So it's pretty awesome. Excellent. Um, for me, that's a big deal, five okay. times a week. And I'm really enjoying it. So anyone yeah. who wants to join me in the group fitness, yeah, email Ron and try it out. That's our new online program that we're going to be launching, right? I'm doing the online as yeah. well as the group fitness. Perfect. Yes. No, it's good. So we got something for everybody, like I said. But anyways, the only thing that we don't have is more time left on this show. <laughs> okay. So have a wonderful St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Hope you have a happy and healthy weekend, and we'll uh, be back next week for another good show of MedPoint Health Half Hour on 980 CFPL.